Traveling the Vortex, Patreon exclusive. Traveling the Vortex, and we've landed at another Patreon exclusive. This time I'm going to review another set of the Doctor Who comics. Um, if you'll recall, I started reviewing comics about two years ago. Decided to start uh, chronologically in order of the Doctor Who comics. So starting with First Doctor, moving on to Second, Third, and so on and so on. First, still working on the First Doctor, of course. Um, haven't got a lot done, but I was able to manage to knock out three, no, four TV comic stories um, to uh, give a review on for you this time. And just to remind you, I am using the complete adventures that can be found at ispider.org.uk slash drwhocomplete.html. Um, this is a guy that's put together, Andrew Curley, he's put together a uh, chronological order of how stories would fall in the Doctor Who universe, at least in his in his uh, expert opinion or, or based on his research. Um, so I'm using that in order to put the comics in the order that they would go. And the comics that I am recording for this special are Home to Hamlin, The Moon Landing, In Reverse, and Lizard World. Okay, well, Home to Hamlin, you can find that in TV comic uh, issues 705 to 709. Um, it continues the adventures of uh, the Doctor, First Doctor, uh, John and Jillian. In this particular story, the Pied Piper has rid the town of Hamlin of rats and only the mayor, only to have the mayor deny him his promised reward. The Piper plays a tune and lures the town children away into a cave in the hillside. The children find themselves in a magical wonderland where they encounter the TARDIS and meet the doctor. The doctor vows to go to the Piper's castle and demand that the children be returned home. So this particular story, I don't know a lot about the Pied Piper other than the story of the fact that he led the uh, rats out of the town and then the townspeople didn't pay him and so he let the children out which is how this story sets itself up and uh, then as the doctor gets involved the children have decided that they are kind of fed up with this utopia that was created for them and they're ready to go home so the doctor is going to um, uh, barter on their behalf with the uh, Pied Piper they end up having to go through a, after finally finding the castle where the Piper is uh, living, they have to go through a series of tests in order to uh, take the kids back. And uh, it's quite an imaginative story. I, I think if I were to kind of try to fit it in headcanon, because it's the Pied Piper, and it's, it's, it is very much, at least from what I know of the Pied Piper, to the story. And, and in this particular story, it refers to the Piper as being magic. I think you could easily maybe place this as a accidental landing in the land of fiction before the Doctor's aware of the land of fiction. As we know in the Patrick Stroughton story, The Mind Robber, um, they land in the land of fiction, uh, and they, or they end up in the land of fiction, and um, they have to go through a series of things, but it's, it's determined that it's the, uh, the master writer is creating the uh, reality that they're trapped in. So I suppose you could probably, you could either chalk this up to being another planet somewhere where magic is a thing, or you could chalk it up to perhaps that. But it's a very imaginative story, even though it's borrowing from a classic tale. Um, it goes beyond that and um, has some really kind of interesting points to it. Um, the doctor, of course, does end up, uh, spoilers, saving the children and uh, getting them back to their uh, parents in Hamlin. Uh, and in turn, he convinces the mayor to give him 
the money that the Pipers owed, um, the full amount that the Pipers owed, uh, and he takes it back. He's going to take it back to the Piper, even though you know the Pipers put him through this these tests and and uh, almost toyed with him to the point where he didn't think that he, you know the doctor could succeed them. Um, but he does, and the Piper brings, or I'm sorry, the doctor brings the Piper's money to him. But when he arrives at the cave, or in the cave near where the castle was, the Piper's gone, the castle's gone, everything's gone, vanished, you know, without a trace. So they just end up leaving the money on a rock and hoping that I guess he comes back and gets it. But anyway, so now the next story is the moon landing, and uh, the moon landing can be found in. The next set of TV comics, which is 710, issue 710 through issues 712. Now, I'm not going to uh, touch much on this one because we actually reviewed this on the podcast as part of a uh, group set or a grouping of, of things that we did um, when Moonblink came out, which was the um, uh, Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart novel from Candy Jar Books. Um, and we talked a little bit about this, reviewed it back in Traveling the uh, Vortex, episode 296. So, uh, But for a refresher, uh, John, Jillian, and the Doctor have landed the TARDIS on the moon in order to witness the first two men to step on the moon. Uh, when the men get there, they see the TARDIS. Uh, as they go to explore, they get trapped in a hole, and, and the Doctor ends up aiding them to get out. It's not very many issues, or, yeah, very, very many issues. Uh, in fact, it's a really short story. And... Um, Kind of fun, but nothing, you know, groundbreaking or anything, and not even quite that imaginative because as they sort of part ways, the doctors kind of assured them that they're still the first men to set foot on the moon, and so it doesn't count that the doctor, Jillian, and John were there first. Um, also, you know, he kind of reassures them that there's, you know, he's not going to say anything to anybody, so um, seems a little disingenuous for the, uh, <laughs> the, um, astronauts when they go back to to have to sort of lie or or at least keep that to themselves but that's neither here nor there um still a pretty decent story even on second reading the next story that i'm reviewing is in reverse and this is in tv comic uh, uh 713 to issue 715 and this is a fascinating story and probably of this block of four that i'm reviewing was my favorite um in this particular story uh, the Doctor, John, and Jillian land on a planet, and there, the TARDIS is in the water. And as they start to disembark from the TARDIS, they realize that uh, the, the a, a boat, you know, rises up underneath them and is going backwards. And then there's some ships out at sea, and there's a gunshot, and but it's not coming out then. And then they end up on the shore and some guys pull them out. But they recognize that these guys are talking backwards and they realize that all of time is moving backwards. And so it's it's really interesting because it starts almost it's kind of like the idea is it's starting at the end of the story. Now, we do have no idea how the TARDIS got in the water in the first place. It is very vague and um, doesn't seem to be very clear as to, to what happened uh, to bring the TARDIS there in the first place. However... As they proceed back backwards through the story, the doctor and the kids room realize that they have to they, they continue to have to go backwards and when uh, and basically relive ex- events as though they had led forward, but they have no idea what those events were. So it's like reliving events that sort of already happened to you, but you don't know what they are. So they're discovering how they came to this. 
basically being stranded in the ocean um, with the TARDIS. And it's 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 really like I say a very this one another a very imaginative story. Um, the entire thing runs back through backwards. The only timeline that's going forward is the Doctor John and Jillian. Everyone that they encounter, every situation that they encounter is running in reverse, and it's really one you kind of have to read to kind of grasp and get uh, um, maybe get the feel for for what it's really doing here because it's very hard to just to uh, explain but it, it's probably like I said the the my favorite in this block of, of stories that I'm doing because it was just it's it's a simplistic story but it's also complex in the fact that you have to kind of pay attention to or, or at least the doctors having to pay attention to where they presumably would have came from in the first place but in turn, they turn around and end up back at the TARDIS. And uh, I think it's implied that the TARDIS, at some point, the uh, TARDIS fell into the water. So I don't know. We've sort of got a little bootstrap, bootstrap paradox, I hear, I suppose, here in, in a way. But uh, I'm going to give it a pass because of how clever the story writing is for this one. And of course, my last one is called Lizard World. And Lizard World is in... TV comic 716 and uh, runs till issue 719. And this one's a pretty simple story. Um, there's not a lot going on here other than the Dr. John and Jillian land on a planet with these giant lizards who are very fascinated with them. They don't seem to be aggressive, like m monstrous, but they are very, they're, they're, they're giant and they're very inquisitive. So they end up taking the doctor, John and Jillian at some point, put it on, on a rock that they can't escape from uh, to sort of examine them. Um, when the doctor hypnotizes, when some of them go away and one remains, the doctor hypnotizes it with his pocket watch. And when it falls asleep, they're able to scale down its back. And uh, as they're running away, the the uh, others come back and they end up in a cave, a cave and the monsters end up like loading rocks up on the in the cave entrance so that they can't get out. And so you're kind of, OK, how are we going to escape from this? <clears throat> the problem with this story is it's almost like it was rushed to be finished because that happens and then. At the very, you know, in in the last story that happens, which could have easily been a good cliffhanger moment with, okay, how are they going to get out of this? But they actually wrap this story up in just three simple panels where they notice that there's some light coming from the tunnel. They realize that there's another opening, but even before they get to the opening, they realize that's where the TARDIS has ended up. And so in one frame, they get in the TARDIS dematerialize and it's like whew, that was close and so it kind of has a lackluster ending i think again it, it sort of feels like uh maybe it's been a bit trump truncated um <clears throat> but um i enjoyed it i didn't i don't hate it um but it's certainly not one of the best of this this set of uh stories that i got a chance to review all right well and that does it for uh this review we'll probably be back in a few more weeks as we um head back into uh, more of the Doctor's Comics timeline. And um, in fact, I can give you a little preview of what's coming up. Um, this will be the, I believe, the first TV comic annual that has a story that I'll review. And it's The Prisoner of the Kleptons. And if you don't remember, uh, The Kleptons was one of the, or actually was uh, the first of the TV action comics. So The Kleptons are apparently um, making a return and then uh, we'll follow that up with another um, TV comic annual from 1966. The story is The Caterpillar Men. 
And uh, so I will do a review of those. And if I get a chance, I will probably do a couple more and do a four uh, set block, but I don't want to make any promises. But you can count on Prisoners of the Kleptons and the Caterpillar Men. So if you're following along and you're able to get a hold of these, please join in. All right, well, that's going to do it for this time. Until next time, I'm Glenn. Cheers. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. Direction point! Direction point! A Doctor Who Podcast Network.